Είστε παρέα με το SBS Ελληνικά. You're listening to SBS Greek. This is Pano Apostolou. Several Greek Australians were awarded a few days ago and for the Queen's birthday for their distinguished service. Their distinguished service to the Australian society, the only Greek Australian that received the award of the officer in the general division of the Order of Australia, known as AO, was Mr. Christopher Byron Leptos. And it's our pleasure to have Mr. Leptos with us today on the other end of this uh, phone line. Dear sir, thank you so much for being with us today. It's my great pleasure to be on here. Thank you. I know that you're coming from Cyprus, but uh, can you give me a little bit more details? Yes, we're pleased to. So I was born in Melbourne, in, in Thornbury, in 1958. But my parents, both my mother and father, came from Cyprus. My father came from a, a little village called Mortpool. At the age of 27, he got on an aeroplane and sold his uh, small barber shop in Mortpool and uh, for a whole range of reasons, but probably he was an, an economic migrant as much as anything. He arrived uh, in 1949 in Darwin with a plane that would come from the top of Australia down and then down to Melbourne, where um, he was picked up by some fellows in the Greek community and uh, took him home and got him on his feet and uh, got started. And two years later, he sent a letter back to his parents saying, I'm ready to get married, so please find me a wife, and they did. They knew the family in Drimiklany, and um, my mother came over on a ship, the uh, Hellenic Republic, which is a famous ship in those days, where a lot of the Greek migrants came out on that ship. She arrived in 1951 at the age of 24. Your middle name is Byron. Was your father's name uh, Vironas? It, it wasn't, but uh, he loved Lord Byron. He gave me a book about Lord Byron, And we talked about Lord Byron. He often, uh, he was very well read, although he didn't go to university. And he loved the stories of Lord Byron. It's a great story. And my son has the name, the middle name Byron as well. The more I've read about Byron, the more I've, uh, I've fallen in love with him as well, myself. What was your connection with the Greek element, the Cypriots here in Melbourne? Well, going to school, to primary school, I, I went to a primary school in Thornbury and a high school in Northcote. And... Uh, When I went to primary school, it was all <laughs> Greeks and Cypriots and Italians and, and Lebanese. And uh, I could only speak Greek uh, because that's what we spoke at home. So Greek was my first language. My language So I went to school and I came home and said to my mother, a lot of people are speaking uh, English at school. And uh, I don't know what to do. And she said, don't worry, you'll learn. You'll learn quickly. And I did. She was right. When the uh, kids are together in that multicultural environment, it's very healthy. And the kids learn each other's languages. I learned a bit of Italian. I learned a little bit of Lebanese. And I've still had an ongoing interest in languages. I can speak, obviously, a little bit of Greek and mm -hmm. a little bit of Indonesian. I studied a bit of Japanese and a bit of Chinese. But my, my involvement with the Cypriot community in my early days, all of our friends, all of our, our relatives were from the Cypriot community. I remember going to the Cyprus Club in Russell Street many, 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 many times with my father, who was a barber there in the Cyprus Club. It was our community. It was, I grew up knowing more about the Cypriot and Australian, more about the Cypriot lifestyle than the Australian lifestyle. A few days ago, when we received the email with all the details of the people that got uh, awards for the Queen's birthday and... Uh, 
and I saw your name and uh, the two pages of what you have done and what you have offered, uh, I didn't know from where to start. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, you have uh, offered your service to many non-for-profit businesses. Uh, how important is and was and is for you uh, that for your career And also, how important is for the young uh, entrepreneurs when we see uh, personalities like you getting uh, awarded from, from, from the state, from the Australian state? Well, I'll tell you firstly, the most significant and rewarding thing you can do in your life is to give rather than to receive. The more you give, the more you have to give. And there have probably been three very significant organizations I've been uh, fortunate enough to give to. One is the Smith family, which um, focuses on, on education. And, and I do have this enormous passion for education. It was transformational in my life. And I've been very close to my university basically from the time I left. I went to university having never travelled overseas. And uh, it put me on a career path that made me sort of a successful entrepreneur, a successful business person. And to this day, I support my university and I feel a very great affinity to it. I've said to other people, my mother and my father told me from a very early age I was going to university, even though they had never been to university, even though I didn't know what a university was, but I grew up believing I was going to a university and they believed that education would be transformational. And so I continue to support the Smith family today. I support the Heart Foundation, which is the biggest killer of Australians, biggest killer of Australian men and biggest killer of Australian women, heart disease. And most recently, I've started working with the, the Summer Foundation, which is trying to keep young people out of aged care so they can get young disabled people who are often in aged care because there's nowhere else to go. We build disability housing. We find a pathway for them to come out of aged care into disability housing. Mm -hmm. But these are immensely satisfying things to be working on. Would you like to share with us a couple of moments or situations from your personal or your professional uh, life and career that have been significant for you and uh, they're following, uh, following you, like you still have them in your heart and your mind? Well, if I could give anybody some advice, it would be this. Marry the right person because uh, your, your biggest supporter and your biggest person you will lean on to be able to go through challenges together is your husband or your wife. And, and I've been very fortunate marrying the person I did, Julia. She's uh, born in, in England, but she's embraced the, uh, the Greek traditions and particularly Greek cooking. And I'm a big fan of Greek cooking and uh, she's a wonderful cook and a wonderful support for me. So I know it's funny advice to give people, but uh, I saw it with my own mother and father that their marriage was provided the family with enormous stability. And if you've got the right partner, that can make a big change. Probably the next uh, biggest decision I made was, was my career after leaving university. I decided to become, my godfather actually advised me to become a chartered accountant. I didn't know what a chartered accountant was, but he explained it would give you the opportunity to travel around the world. And it did. In a way, I would say to people, you can't choose the wrong career as long as you're prepared to change along the way. So if, if you go on somewhere it's not quite right for you and you can adjust and do something different, go ahead and do that. Throughout my career, I've tried to say yes to as many things as possible rather than no. So I've ended up living and working in Japan, and in China, in Canada, in the UK, in Indonesia, in Malaysia. I've loved traveling and, and my chartered accounting qualification has allowed me to do that. How do you think the young generation will evolve 
you know, after so many issues that uh, we have been living in the last few years, I mean, starting from the pandemic, do you think there you know, worse uh, starting point in their professional life than uh, uh, you were? Definitely not. Mm-hmm. But I would love to be a young person today. I would love it. Just think I've got the entire knowledge of the world at my fingertips. And what a wonderful asset to have that you you can basically know anything, you can learn anything at your fingertips. I'll just digress for a moment to tell you a story of the Vice-Chancellor from one of the universities here in Melbourne, mm-hmm. the Vice-Chancellor of Monash, who was a doctor. And he said to me, when, when he went through medical school, there were six volumes of medical books. And if you knew those six volumes, you knew everything about medicine in the world. That was it. That's all you had to know. And most people couldn't understand the six volumes because it was too complicated. He said, today you would need six factories to keep all the books in, to read all the books of of medicine and and medical research that we know today. We know so much more Mm -hmm. and it's available to us through our internet. It's available to us through Google and things like that. What a wonderful situation to be in. Anything about history or about science that I want to know, that I want to research, if I want to go down a particular career or go down a particular technology, I mean, it, I find it the most exciting thing. I sent my very first email in 1995, and I still ring that person every year and we celebrate the beginning of the internet because I think it's transformed the world for a much, much better place. Now, there are some parts of technology that I think are, are very ugly, but I think overall, I would love to be a young person today with all the opportunities out there. Thank you very much for your time, uh, Chris Leptos. Thank you. But also, it's my pleasure. I look forward to talking again. Θέλετε να ακούσετε περισσότερες ιστορίες σαν και αυτήν; Ακούστε στο Apple Podcast, στο Google Podcast, στο Spotify ή οπουδήποτε ακούτε podcast.